0: Welcome to This Week Explained. I'm Tiana and I'm joined by my co-host, Kervin. Another week of global news means another episode with all of the intelligence insights that you're looking for. But before we dive into today's episode, we wanted to share an exciting way for you to stay connected with Ocoin Analytics. If you want to start your week off with all the news stories and the geopolitics that we are, keep an eye on throughout the week leading up to our Friday podcast release. You can sign up for our need to know newsletter that's sent every single Monday. You can also follow us on Instagram for daily updates and behind the scenes content. And if you have any questions, comments, or news that we're not paying enough attention to, we'd love to hear from you. Engage with us through email and let's keep the conversation going. So, whether you're a long-time listener or a new subscriber, we invite you to join our community and stay informed with Equin Analytics. But let's get started. So, Kervin, what's on your radar this week, dude?
1: It's all right. We got Russia, Ukraine, but we're going to go heavy on U.S. Uh, a lot of things happen in the U.S. that's going to be affecting geopolitics. Uh, it's already affecting it, but it will affect it in the future. So, like I said, Russia, Ukraine, but uh, this week also... Microsoft revealed that hackers uh, are attempting to disrupt U.S. infrastructure. Um, Berkeley University, berserkly, <laughs> failed to disclose millions of dollars uh, from CCP invest- investments into their university.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yep. Should I keep that shirt, that berserkly shirt?
1: Oh, you better.
0: <laughs> that shirt's my favorite great. shirt. It's a great shirt. Um
1: Well, also, we're going to talk about the uh, the the quote unquote Pentagon attack. This AI created image of the a Pentagon being attacked,
0: of a Uh, Pentagon being attacked.
1: A yeah, a Pentagon. A Pentagon.
0: (laughs) The one single Pentagon.
1: The one that we know of. Yeah. Um, we're going to stick with the Pentagon because we're going to talk about the recent report about how the Pentagon overestimated. The value of the equipment that it has sent to Ukraine. And we'll talk about why that's important. And we'll end this talking about the debt ceiling. If you're in the US, I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. But there are impacts to national security that I hope we we get into and um i think it's important not the conversation the political conversation you that hope are... we
0: get impacted or no just... i
1: i hope we we get to the talking about the national security issues today. oh we'll
0: get there we'll talk about it if you, you want to know... talk about it we're going to talk about it
1: okay because so the, the debt ceiling talk is all political i don't want to bring a political slant to it
0: yeah well so. i guess we need to get right down into it huh i can't believe it's so much america this yeah,
1: episode. I'm, they
0: wild out this week. We wilded out. We're just not <laughs> getting our stuff to
1: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things
0: running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the
1: ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code ANALYTICS12 to get 12% off your order and free 2-day shipping. Shop today and get
1: the best deal ever. Yeah, that's okay. evident. Before we
0: before we get to that, tell us what's going on in Ukraine.
1: All right, so two huge stories coming out of the war in Ukraine. We're going to start, we'll talk about, uh, so Russia officially announced the complete takeover of Bakhmut, uh, and that is even though Ukraine has stated that there are pockets of the region that are still controlled by the Ukrainian military.
0: Well, that seems like a huge win for Russia. What is the impact of this supposed victory for Russia in Bakhmut?
1: So, I mean, that's it's very interesting because... So this battle took so long for for it to finish up if we believe that it's finished now.
0: Yeah, if we believe Russia. Right.
1: (laughs) And if you listen to this podcast, you know how we feel on that subject sometimes. (laughs) Um, But what we're seeing is there's no um, positive effects for the Russian military. You would think a great win like this, they'd be celebrations. But it
0: took so long, you think, that maybe it's just kind of, thank gosh, this is over.
1: Correct. Yeah. It,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. So, I would even say, you know, they're not doing celebrations, and the opposite is is probably true. You know, uh, Pogorchin, if we you all know the leader of the the Wagner group, he's actually taken the Russian military complex to task, mm-hmm. and he's calling them inept, and still <laughs> appears to me like he's positioning himself as that contender in Russian elections coming up.
0: And this also happened as a pro-Ukrainian Russian group took over a section of the Russian city of Bel Belgorod, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that played a part in taking some of the wind out of the sails of the Russian military?
1: Yeah, I have no doubt that that's that played a part. So okay, and this was a huge development uh, because it was members of the Russian Volunteer Corps and the Freedom of Russia Legion. So these are Russian uh russian people who have formed pro-ukrainian and anti-russian aggression okay and they raided the city of belgorod uh, in an attempt to form like this barrier between russian and ukrainian troops
0: will this impact russia's efforts in the war
1: yeah i definitely think so Uh, i think the biggest impact honestly is is going to hinge on whether Russia decides to divert troops from other areas to deal with that incursion so if if Russia begins to pull resources in Belgorod Ukraine could decide to begin that long planned counteroffensive that they're waiting on
0: yeah still that,
1: yeah they're still still planning it mm-hmm. um, and we talked last week about how if you're going to do it you need to know you're going to win in that right. counteroffensive and so it has to be perfect. Well, this is a perfect opportunity. While Russia is focused on Belgorod, so right. the main takeaway from this is that so it appears clear to me that some factions within Russia are fed up with Putin's "quote unquote" special military operation, and now they're we taking all action. are, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We're, We're all done tired. Talk. We're tired of talking about it. Right. Um, let's let's bring some peace to that area, please. Right. And the longer the war drags on, uh, I believe there's going to be more of these internal conflicts within Russia. So and Putin's
0: grasp is kind of loosening. It's definitely I mean, not yeah. loosening by not because he wants it to, but everyone's starting to kind of wake up.
1: Yeah, definitely. He, they were promised a quick and easy you yeah. know, win in in this special military operation. That hasn't happened. And Putin's going to have to squash these very quickly because the election's coming up in early 2024. And if he, even if he wins, he still, he wants to win by a wide margin, not a little bit, because he doesn't want to appear vulnerable.
0: Right. But I read that, like, a lot of the oligarchs and stuff are refusing to send their children to fight in this war, so that's also not reflecting too well on Putin either. They're 100%. Not willing to, they're not willing to send their children out to the front lines, which I don't blame them. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, there were also reports, um, images, and some video of U.S. up-armored Humvees being used by these pro-Ukrainian factions. Is there any truth to this? And if so, how did they get their hands on U.S. Humvees?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was actually one of the other huge developments that happen this week as, as Russia accused the United States of supplying equipment that is being used to attack sites within Russia.
0: Is that what actually happened here, though? Did the U.S. participate in part in supplying these pieces of equipment to the Russian Volunteer Corps?
1: Now, the U.S. denies all these allegations, but they would do that anyway. Of course.
0: Of course.
1: I mean, any country's going to do that. Um, if it's a you know a, a classified operation or they didn't want it to come out, right? But
0: well, we're gonna go he down didn't the. Didn't do it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's go with, with what we do. You know, we talk about the known knowns and known unknowns. The known right. known is that U.S. Humvees were sent to Ukraine in 2022. Okay. We also know they can be found all over the internet. You might even be able to go on eBay and find it. <laughs> or on Probably. the dark web. They're expensive, but you can get it. You're right. The the Humvees pictured, like you said there's these they're they're up armored vehicles, up armored Humvees, and they were used extensively in the Global War on Terror. Uh I had to build my own in 2004 to get from Kuwait to Baghdad.
0: I seriously didn't know that yeah. about your wartime experience. I mean, yeah, and then, wow. Th- then you I still found surprised out. me with stories. You still found, surprised me.
1: Found out later that we went through what was called the, um, the Circle of Death, which is an area that had IEDs that people blew up a lot in the area with these janky little Humvees <laughs> that had welded on steel. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, Rumsfeld had that famous quote, you go to war with the army you have, not the one you want. Yeah, it was during that time frame.
0: Oh, okay. Now, and you guys, you guys, you guys, we glace. survived. You survived. Yeah, we did.
1: Uh, everyone from my unit survived that, so that was wonderful. Um, right now, there is some speculation amongst analysts that the uh, the video and the images were actually staged by Russia, and that's because if you look at the picture, there's no damage on the vehicles, and they're stuck in like a ravine. The way that they're stuck in the ravine didn't make sense um, that they would be stuck in that way. They could still get out of it. Uh, I have not gone into detail on the images, so I can't say whether or not that's true. And that's not what we're going to do. We're not going to just speculate without looking into it. Right. Uh, It is worth noting that as this war continues and then get the election in 2024— we're probably going to see a lot of uh, a lot more false flag events by Russia, and that's to rally support for the war effort.
0: <sighs> the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter if the images are legitimate or not. <laughs> the question everyone wants answered is, will Putin use this to escalate attacks on Ukraine?
1: Well, that's consistent with what a false flag would be used for, uh, but there's no... There's still no indication that Putin is ready to escalate and make a push for Kiev. Uh, now, I'm I am starting to see this new narrative being pushed out by uh, pro-Russian Telegram channels.
0: Mm, and what new narrative is that, sir?
1: So it's very interesting seeing this develop. When when reporting on sites in Ukraine, these channels have begun to call Ukrainian cities quote so called Ukrainian. Now that means that while some may consider these cities Ukrainian, what Putin wants people to see is that they are not in fact Ukrainian and so they need to be liberated by Russia. These are right. All of Ukraine is Russian and it needs to be returned. And that includes I, the capital of Kiev. Of Kev? Kiev? Kiev.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) It's not like you said Kev. Anyway, I did happen to see an article talking about Putin looking at an old map from, I believe, the 1700s, and he used it as proof to show that Ukraine wasn't an actual country, even though he's like, look... Ukraine never actually existed. They were with Russia the whole time. And there's literally a spot marked Ukraine near (laughs) Kiev on the map from the 1700s. And people are like, what is he talking about? Because he is trying to use that as proof, but it says Ukraine on the map. So... He yeah, apparently he didn't read it ahead of time. Did you see? Did you see yeah, that article? Yeah, yeah,
1: and and it's it's funny because he didn't need to go back to the 1700s. He could just go back to the Cold War era, what we call yeah. the Cold War era, where right. the Soviet Union controlled all of that. Uh including Ukraine, it wasn't Ukraine. Um it was it was you know the you, the Soviet states. Right? right. So
0: But <sighs> Too bad on what, him. Sorry, what he went to go as far back as possible, I guess, to show that you know Mother Russia was whole for centuries or whatever until they all of a sudden decided to break off. And
1: that's been ruin his inroad through this whole thing.
0: Well, um, that map didn't do anything to bolster <laughs> his case. So not for Tiana. <laughs> not for the keen me. Eye. <laughs> yes. Anyways, anyways, the narrative that's being used to change the special military operation from a small conflict for those recently annexed regions in the East to a full scale war for all of Ukraine. Right. The narrative that, 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 you know, he's pushing right now, the so-called Ukrainian narrative.
1: That's right. That is exactly right. My mouth.
0: I couldn't get my brain to catch up (laughs) to my mouth. So that question was all jumbled, but I knew what I was trying to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and, And it's exactly right. Um, that's what he's been talking about the whole time, and it. I'm going to say again, it was inevitable. <clears throat> this was inevitable. Putin was all alway, has always planned for the complete takeover of the country. That's why they uh, went to Kiev so soon
0: mm-hmm. in
1: in the war. Um, so now he needs to get everyone into that mindset. So this war is going to keep going, and it's going to we're going to wage on more and more and more because. We have to take over all of this fake Ukraine. This so-called Ukraine needs to be liberated.
0: Yes, yeah, so-called Ukraine. That right. Is, that choice of words, that's, that's great. Anyways, the war continues, and yep. we will obviously keep bringing updates each week until peace is finally delivered to that area. True peace. <sighs> true peace, true peace. And if anyone listens to this, you know which side we're on. It seems this week there was a lot of U.S.-centric geopolitical news. So let's start with the Microsoft news. Um, What can you tell us about the revelation that Chinese hackers are attempting to impact U.S. infrastructure?
1: Yeah, so apparently what we found out this week was that Mm -hmm. Chinese state-sponsored hackers had compromised critical U.S. cyber infrastructure across a bunch of different industries with a focus deliberately on gathering intelligence.
0: And what kind of intelligence could China possibly gain from a hack on these industries?
1: That's all going to depend on the industry. Um, There's a ton that China can obtain. Uh, The main piece of this is, I would say, how to crash the infrastructure to impact national security within the United States because that could give China an opening for more aggressive actions in the South China sea while Americans are focused more on fixing the various pieces of infrastructure being affected.
0: We never focus on our own country. We're busy meddling in
1: everybody
0: <laughs> else's business.
1: <laughs> well, that's I mean, all about I'm, to change, right? I
0: mean, look at the debt ceiling that they're, they're not focusing yeah. on right now. Obviously, Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, I won't even get into that cause we'll talk about it later.
0: But yeah. We're going to talk about it later guys. Don't worry.
1: Um, Uh, I can't say that one of the key pieces of infrastructure that Microsoft spoke about was critical communications infrastructure between the United States and Asia. That's that's a very key piece of infrastructure, and that's going to really impact U.S.-Asia response during an invasion of Taiwan.
0: (gasps) Oh, that makes sense why they would do that.
1: I see this as definitely a, a test run. Like right China. before
0: they decide to invade Taiwan, screw everything up with yep. our communications with Asia so that we won't know what's going on unless we're there.
1: And even if we do know, we can't communicate with them that, hey, yeah. we're coming out to help. Right. So it, it, could, it would be chaos. Um, right. All of this was identified by intelligence agencies in February. Uh, it looks like all parties in that or working together, even Microsoft, to kind of patch any weaknesses in U.S. infrastructure.
0: Well, sticking with China and the U.S., you said the University of Berkeley failed to disclose millions of dollars in investments from China. So my first question is, does Berkeley have a legal obligation to disclose where donations are coming from?
1: Yep. So um, this is a, it was a two hundred forty. Not 24. I got to add some zeros. Uh,
0: Or some zero.
1: (laughs) Yeah, some zero.
0: Yeah, you got to add some zero to that. It's
1: $240 million investment uh, for a new campus in China.
0: A Berkeley campus in China?
1: Yep. Uh, There is some disagreement between the university and the U.S. government. Right. So so Berkeley says they did not disclose the investment because the campus had not been built yet.
0: Oh, Mm. my God.
1: You have to read the bill. You have to pass the bill to know what's inside of it. You have to build the campus to know who paid for it. Um, Now, the government says that all foreign investments must be disclosed within six months of the agreement, not Mm. when the project is finished. And the investment was in 2018, so I think we are a few months past the six-month window there. (laughs) A few months
0: but doesn't like berkeley prides themselves on you know um being extremely uh open to all yeah uh, very I'm inclusive
1: to, very you know, inclusive I, and the thing is
0: is china obviously wants you to fit in a box like yeah. they they aren't as open to you being who you are and what you know ah, they want you to believe very specific things and follow very specific
1: I, but I will say that okay. China fits into Berkeley's diversity and inclusion.
0: Why? Because Cause they're Asian?
1: Because, yes, it's it's an Asian country. Um, it is it is right. So in 2018, we like didn't they... have this sort of, um, well, in 2018, Trump was very, it was Trump was president. Trump was yeah. very. Uh, and they're like,
0: we're getting out of here. We're not. So- <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And, and Trump was very anti-China, I would say. Um or or outspoken about China's actions in the which global is hilarious
0: because he had actions too. Yes, everybody, <laughs> everybody made actions. So I
1: think Berkeley saw that as we are anti-Trump, and so whatever Trump says, we don't, we don't but care. But they're to not going to be, be able to. It's
0: not going to be like they're thinking it'll be a satellite campus, but yeah, there will be rules in place that aren't in place in the California Berkeley university. So,
1: definitely, but know, they don't I don't care. know. They,
0: I don't I just don't understand how they're like this works. This also is going to work.
1: I mean, I I'm going to be completely honest with everybody right now. Oh. 240 million dollar investment. Yeah. If I'm nice. shown a 240 million dollar contract, right. I don't know the answer I'm going to give. When yeah, I, I guess oh, that's, true, that's true. That's true.
0: I probably like they can do whatever they want with our yeah. <laughs> sister campus. We're just gonna have our name on it. They can, yeah, that kind of tracks. And then also, they'll probably continue putting money into that campus, right? And they'll still get the benefit of it. Okay, now that I'm reframing this in my <laughs> mind, it's all making a little bit more sense. Why they we're like, yeah, money talks, it always talks. So, I mean, I'm what, they're going to build a campus. What else are they going to do besides build a campus?
1: Well, the the project is called, oh, please, if I get this wrong, if we have any um, Sing, yeah. Chinese-speaking listeners, please it, just, You please can spell it
0: out loud. You can it, spell that just in Sinua case. It's
1: Berkeley Shenzhen Institution, TBSI.
0: Shenzhen, yeah, TBSI.
1: Okay. Uh, it's a Sounds joint- Sounds like res-
0: a bowel issue.
1: <laughs> it could, yeah tbi is it tbi yeah we'll move on no that's, that, that's, that's a conversation for another day no ibs that's it
0: yeah i was thinking about the jaw thing oh which is not anything to do with the bowel issues that's not nice all no, right I... Tina, shut up i'm sorry guys well, we're
1: we're gonna keep going <laughs> uh we know you love tiana saying Tell shut it. up on this podcast so We'll keep I have that to tell going. myself
0: to shut up out loud all the time or else it won't happen. Like <laughs> so I said, it asked. takes a while. It takes a while for my brain to catch up to my mouth.
1: <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, man, it takes a while for my brain I to catch Dana up. I wish Tana would
0: shut up. Oh, no, no, that's not what you meant. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't think that ever. Oh, right. Um, okay. But like you, you asked what the purpose mm-hmm. of it is. Yeah. Um, it's a joint research initiative which is backed oh. by Berkeley, and okay. Tsinghua University. Now, that,
0: Oh, so it's another university with them.
1: Yes, and that, uh, okay. that's a top science school in China. It's often called China's MIT.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, one of the big initiatives was to have Chinese officials tour various research labs in Berkeley, the, out in California, and gain insights into the different technologies that are in development there. Uh, uh-huh.
0: What uh-huh. we found
1: out was right. Berkeley officials frequently gave exclusive tours to the Marvell nanofabrication laboratory or of that laboratory. They were right. giving tours of it, um, which this is a cutting edge facility in California that's used for semiconductor research. And this is Chinese delegations were going out there and learning about the new technologies and semiconductor research. You
0: mean gaining intelligence? Yeah. Okay, well, semiconductors are a main issue when talking Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. So, do you believe that China was using this investment to gain more knowledge on semiconductors leading up to an inevitable invasion of Taiwan for its semiconductor manufacturers?
1: I mean, you're putting all the pieces together here.
0: Yeah, sometimes my brain works. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and there's no doubt that that was the plan. That's how I see it.
0: Right, I mean. And
1: a singular yeah. Taiwanese semiconductor manufacturer, TSMC, mm-hmm. holds over 56% of the global market share of the semiconductor industry. Mm. So China wants to get their hands on that.
0: The greedy get greedier.
1: Yep. But even before they want to get their hands on that, before they invade Taiwan, they're going to need to get more educated, become better acquainted with semiconductor technologies. So mm. when they do what gain control. Way to up, do
0: that? What better way to do what, that than What investing? better way?
1: Go, go to the elite U.S. universities who just mm-hmm. want your money. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's and,
0: all we care about.
1: Yep. Uh, unfortunately, that is true. Well. And, uh so they need, to, they need to understand how to use these technologies when they take over Taiwan. They can take over the company.
0: Don't say when they take over Taiwan. You say when they try to okay. take over
1: Taiwan. I'm, I'm coming uh, from, I'm putting my mind You're looking in, at it
0: from the Chinese yeah, perspective? What they're hoping will from, happen?
1: From Xi's perspective. Okay, um, gotcha. When, he's thinking when, when we take over Taiwan, we're going to have this company. It's yeah. going to be a, you know, a CCP company
0: we need we to know need... how to yeah yep. a b exactly.
1: and c develop okay. all those technologies be better than the united states
0: of course that's always that's always any country's <laughs> reason for yep. doing anything that de- i mean it it absolutely seems like the logical explanation for what china is doing there i mean yep. let's table that discussion right now and i'm sure more information will come out over the next year or so but i want to talk about this odd pentagon ai story i mean we all know ai has like blossomed in the last i would even say six months it's kind of everywhere now People are getting their college papers written by AI and people are having, there's so many deep fakes that are popping up with like famous people and there's all this art being made and music is being made and some, some of the artists are getting kind of ticked off about the fact that their voices are being used by AI. So let's, let's talk About this AI story. Um, Earlier this week, images of an explosion at the Pentagon were making the rounds in the media and on social media, obviously. It even made a small impact on the U.S. stock exchange because we can't tell the difference between. It's so realistic. It's hyper realistic. So what happened? How were some credible investigators duped into believing that this actually happened, and what are the future impacts coming from this event?
1: All Uh, very good questions. Skynet
0: Uh, is coming.
1: (laughs) I, you know, I made that joke today. uh, To today at work,
0: we make that joke like at least once a month lately.
1: Yeah, and yeah, so.
0: We're always like, Skynet, Anytime a new AI capability comes out and it becomes, it's like all over, splashed all over social media, we're always elbowing each other and saying, Skynet, we're almost there, Skynet.
1: What we once thought was science fiction Mm -hmm. is slowly becoming- um, Slowly?
0: I feel like this has happened really fast.
1: Yeah, I guess you are right. In the grand scheme of things, in In the the historical context.
0: Yeah, in the historical context, it's like a little blurb.
1: Yeah, Blip. you know we watched Bork. that movie, the Artifice Girl. The Artifice it was yeah, the Artifice Girl. Mm-hmm. And at, at first, I was like, "Ah, this was an okay movie." But I have been thinking about that movie for weeks. It's like the human trafficking AI to kind of trap human traffickers. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, I I didn't know what you were talking about until you said that she was made to you know track yeah. down human traffickers or pedophiles. Yeah. You know all, all the people in the, that sort of sphere, <laughs>
1: with like a an ex machina kind of yeah. Shift except she didn't have it. a
0: body yet. Did she get right. a body by the end of that movie? Oh, we're spoiling. Don't the whole spoil thing. it. Okay. I won't tell anybody. All right, moving on. We're
1: not a spoil, po- but yeah, I, I mean, a
0: spo- I spoil <laughs> I just did. That's why I literally ran my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's the the future of AI. I mean, if if we don't do something about it, uh, mm-hmm. but. I digress because you asked some questions, and I want to go in order.
0: We're going all out, uh,
1: like all yeah, the, uh, all these tangents. <laughs> I, I want to go in order, but I also want to go in depth about okay. that last question. Okay. Because that last question is what do you on want me to it?
0: let me let me ask the questions Definitely. one more time for people who because I don't even really remember what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> Please so, do it. What happened for um. What happened for you know this story to come out, and why were some credible investigators duped into believing that there was an attack on the Pentagon, and mm-hmm. what are the future impacts that are coming from this?
1: All right. So first, you said what happened early Monday. Oh, All right. Images of an explosion at the Pentagon were circulating through media and social media sites, like you said. And even some open source investigators that I've spoken out about that I I really think do a good job, picked it up and reported it as fact. And we found out really quickly. I say really quickly. To me, two, three hours later is really quickly. It's not actually really quickly. It
0: isn't. That's a lot of time to panic.
1: Yep. Um, More information started to come out. Uh, and it was it was obvious that the images were fake, and that they were most likely created by AI in an effort to cause confusion within the U.S. And it it did work very briefly for those few hours. The stock market took a one percent hit. One percent to me that doesn't look like a lot, but we're talking billions of dollars in a one percent hit, right? Uh, now, the initial sources for the explosion were publications like RT, which used to be called Russia Time. That's not known for its accurate reporting on U.S. affairs, so that's first hint,
0: <laughs> right?
1: But then you asked, how did some of these credible investigators get duped? And the easy answer is we, and and it's one that we have even struggled with ourselves and have discussed between ourselves to never do this again. Not don't <laughs> do that again. Mm-hmm. People within the media, or people with a moderate to large audience on social media need to be the first to get a story out
0: yeah because that's how you increase
1: your audience
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's how you get them engaged but the consequences of being first is that you don't have the full story you Mm -hmm. couldn't possibly have researched everything to provide a factual post
0: well let's get to my final question and one you wanted to get in depth about Mm -hmm. what impacts will this have on future reporting ai has come a very long way in the last i mean last couple of years obviously but i'd say within the last six months yeah. or so it's become prevalent everywhere for everything um and it is only going to create more believable audio and video and of course more convincing images mm-hmm. um is this something i mean i'm how do you even regulate it? But is this something that needs to be regulated?
1: I, I, I don't I mean,
0: even know how you would regulate it because it's. And,
1: and you know me, I caution against regulation, like the immediate regulation of things. We can't just regulate ourselves into safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's because to me, the way I see it and the way I've learned through the years is that regulations only impact you and me, the common people. Right. People Nobody. listening right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So I I see it as this: regulations on AI are going to do nothing to prevent powerful people from using it for very It's going to do the opposite. It's going to increase the the uh, use of right. powerful people using AI for to push
0: whatever narrative that exactly. they're trying to push. Right. Okay. What I
1: do hope that this does, and and anyone listening is that it shows everyone that we all need to do a better job of vetting our sources, me included. Just because you see something from a singular source, that doesn't mean that it's true. That's what we found out here.
0: And now we have to like take into consideration that even though it looks real and it's yep. convincing and you hear the voice and you see the face or you see the flames or you see the bombs, that might not even be real.
1: Yeah, we have to do our research. If something seems off, if it's too, you know, we are always told if it's too good to be true, what is it? Probably not true. Um, but
0: also, if it's super bad and random and coming out of nowhere, maybe?
1: Right. I mean, we didn't. We weren't affected by it because the Pentagon's right there. If yeah, it had we, an explosion, yeah. we would know. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'd hear the helicopters and all that stuff. Like but we these, did during the during oh, the January 6th insurrection, mm, yeah. Yep. We could hear all the fire trucks heading into DC or cops heading into DC.
1: Yeah, and that's one that we had early we knew early on. I, I remember our text messages back and forth before it ever hit the news. Mm-hmm. We were messaging back and forth about it cuz we're right, right here. We, yeah. We know what's going. Um but other people like said,
0: who don't have access.
1: Right. And and you need sources everywhere. Uh that's very difficult for the common folk, you know, for for even just regular everyday people to have. Mm-hmm. All these obviously, sources. if
0: something if AI puts something out about the West Coast, we won't be able to figure out whether or not yeah. it's true.
1: Yep, I'd have as to quickly. Ha- I'd have to ask people on the West Coast. What if I don't get an answer? Right. Um, now, will the misuse of AI lead to more conspiracy theories? Yes. <laughs> That's just, yeah, it's going yeah, to for sure. That is one of the negative effects of AI. Um, even like even the most obvious AI created images. If you remember a few months back, the Don't Trump you dare. arrest. Oh, I,
0: thought you're, I thought you were going to talk about um, Will Smith eating spaghetti.
1: <laughs> oh that one no one was confused on oh my goodness but i'm talking I thought,
0: about i really thought that you're gonna bring up but i guess that's not what this podcast is about but that's the thing that I... you're so,
1: like, you're... <laughs> no i'm not i'm not bringing up those t- that's terrible I'm trying i don't to want gag. to see it again
0: i'm not trying to gag i am i want <laughs> to gag okay
1: but i'm talking about you know did you see the ai images and footage of trump getting arrested
0: Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Those, those do look real. I thought I was like, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> what those, on earth?
1: That's not even the best AI images. And it's right. you know, people believed it. They they saw it and said, Oh my goodness, look at this. And so it's causing all kinds of issues right now.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think we all need to take a step back from AI and reevaluate it to benefit society
1: maybe not step back from it um it's
0: reevaluated its benefit to society not yeah what the <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry
1: um yeah so we need to understand its positive impacts uh-huh. and we also need to understand its negative impacts and instead of not planning for those negative impacts we need to plan for those negative impacts so uh-huh. Uh Whether you know it, whether you know this or not, or you believe it or not, I can tell you for a fact, AI is already a part of our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Every person, at least in the United States, but if you're listening to this podcast, AI is a part of your life right now.
0: I mean, it is if you have an iPhone. Like right, exactly. Siri, Alexa, they're all, I mean, obviously on a smaller scale, but they're still AI.
1: And those are net positives. I see there are some negative impacts right. too, but I it's like when net they positive.
0: listen in on your conversation, or just you start get so talking angry. about random stuff.
1: <laughs> so if you aren't studying up on AI, if Which I don't, not. there are not too many kids listening to this show. But if you yeah. have kids, or if you're in high school or college, and you're not researching AI, you're already behind the eight ball.
0: All right, well, let me make a reminder to get my AI certificate for later.
1: Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll I'm wait not going to do
0: that. I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you, and then you can either send me like a Cliff's Notes version of what I need to know. <laughs> yeah. Or I whatever I don't know. We'll figure it yeah. out. Let's okay. talk about another Pentagon story that came out recently. It appears the Pentagon overestimated the cost of equipment sent to Ukraine by like three billion dollars, right? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was three billion dollars. Three billion. So, is this a legitimate accounting error, or is there something else happening here?
1: Well, uh, so make that reminder about no. AI. I want to see you make that. So you start doing that. Uh-uh-uh. And I will get to talking I'm about I'm already bored <laughs> what I found in my <laughs> <Just> research. <kidding. laughs> Picked up the first page of studying AI. Don't want it.
0: Yeah, nah. I'll let him do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's but uh I've I've done my research on it. I did you know, I did an interview about it and um, Wait, what? Uh you know, the evening news last week. Well, uh, it wasn't even last uh, week. Was it it was Monday?
0: I don't know. Everything's been a blur the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, um, but in, it has been. May uh, yeah. is just yeah. flying by.
0: May. Well, I wouldn't say it's flying by, but I'd say it's given us a lot of, it's thrown a lot of wrenches <laughs> into our plans.
1: We have a lot to, to think about.
0: Toss it. We do. We need to we we think about it
1: reevaluate my existence just
0: kidding. oh wow oh
1: jeez! <laughs> took a turn oh gosh.
0: look at what they did to you <laughs>
1: and after that we are out of time and
0: no. we're done <laughs> bye
1: kidding. okay so back to the clerical error right what i've done um it does so it does on the surface okay there's some conspiracy theories out there and it, it does seem very convenient that this clerical error is um, is roughly the same amount as the cost of the F-16s that Ukraine keeps wanting the U.S. to send to them. Right. Um, so people are worried about what you asked. You know, is, it, is it nefarious? Or are they just trying to, to push through? But I'm going to stick with Henlon's razor. That states, don't attribute to malice what can be easily attributed to stupidity. Let me tell you, there's a bunch of stupid people. <laughs> I I don't okay I've said stupid I'm not we're stupid too incompetent no let's
0: no we can be dumb too it's fine we I'm all very vocal
1: about my stupidity
0: yeah we all are I mean we uh, both are for sure we know
1: and <laughs> said, <laughs> we're aware. And I, you know I went and uh said did an interview with with the nightly news and uh retired general Flynn also was was on the same interview and I agree with what he said he said to counter all of these conspiracy theories is that the DoD, the Department of Defense, and the government in general overestimates everything.
0: That's also true.
1: Yeah, that, that's why you know we, you and me, can go get a pencil for like pennies, ten cents mm-hmm. maybe for a pencil, but the government's going to spend thirty to forty dollars,
0: which doesn't make any sense.
1: The same pencil, but so what they take into account is manpower. So and,
0: what? So what?
1: You're you're not going to get me to argue with you on this. Oh I think my it's
0: gosh, that is the stupid ah, Okay. So, aside from my blood pressure spiking. Yeah. What impact is this going to have?
1: I don't I don't think you're the only one. Everybody's got that. That's an impact. That's a major impact.
0: Ah, yeah, blood what pressures is that are rising.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, i was like, say that we can't
0: take care of our <laughs> veterans or our homeless population, but we can spend $40 on an effing pencil. Right.
1: <laughs> we can overestimate the cost mm-hmm. for things. Um, right. Yeah, and th- it does seem to me that the Pentagon and other government agencies have taken a credibility hit with the American Good. people. That's one of the impacts. It's It's one of the impacts of this. And, right. and when I'm
0: calming down now, my blood yeah. pressures.
1: <laughs> well, when <laughs> the longer. American people lose credibility in mm-hmm. the systems that affect them, that's a negative. This is not going to improve their credibility. They need to fix this. And, and my problem mm-hmm. is that this was initially caught in February, Mar- like into February, early March time frame. Okay. We didn't find out, or Congress didn't find out about it. Not just us. Congress didn't find out about it until this week.
0: Everybody's sneaky.
1: Right. If if it's not, yeah, well, yes, it took months. Um, right. That's an issue. I, I do also understand that there's a process to this. Uh, it, you have to have all the facts in place before you can go to Congress and say, here's an issue. Because you have to answer those questions, you know, first question from Congress is going to be in in no uncertain terms, WTF:
0: Then just bring in the person who headed this up. They'll know everything immediately. right?
1: Well, there's so many hands in it. That's bring part them of the problem and wrangle <laughs> <Yeah. them. laughs> but and and you're right, these investigations shouldn't take months. Mm-hmm. You should find the people that were involved in it. And there should be traffic, you know, communications back and forth. More
0: transparency.
1: More transparency. That's what we need. As a society, Mm -hmm. we need to be more honest. And that's especially, you know, especially when we screw up something.
0: And that's... I mean, honestly, it's kind of a new thing within parenting and stuff. Parents are being honest with their children about when they mess up and they apologize. And it's the same thing. The government is basically our big daddy.
1: Yep. Stop (laughs) keeping secrets.
0: Yeah, stop keeping secrets, tell us you messed up, tell us us how you're going to rectify this situation, and then we can work together and move forward. Like, it's not a, I know everything, and you just have to accept what I'm doing and saying, and you can't have any input at all. Now, you know, children are being allowed to express themselves more freely and Mm -hmm. understand that adults are still humans, and also none of us have it figured out. Yeah, so be honest about it. Right. Okay. Well, it's interesting coming from a lifelong intelligence guy, and your your whole career is just built on secrets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I not you can't be honest with anybody, right? Yeah, I get that.
0: Especially me, because I've got a mouth.
1: Yeah, don't tell Tiana <laughs> just, anything. Just,
0: that's that's not why. True.
1: That's why when I'm, you email, you email me, no, and Tiana won't not know why. about
0: it. <laughs> you just don't email me because I'll be like. You'd rather hear from Kervin anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just I don't really have anything to say about this. Carvin will s- respond, and then that that'd be better for you. He's the one. I mean, you're the one who has the um, intel experience. My experience is just reading. Uh, you
1: have a ton of reading. really good. Experience. I mean, I
0: read. Yeah. I mean, I read everything I possibly can, but I mean, obviously, that's not the same as getting in there and having firsthand experience.
1: What well, what you're also really good at is is asking questions and asking the right questions because a lot Cause of people I'm nosy. will... nosy yeah and and a lot of people will just sit on the surface something is said and they'll just accept it or they they it's not that they don't question it they just go yeah okay I don't know what I don't know what you you are very inquisitive and and you want to understand what's going on I do and I re- I respect that a lot.
0: Aww. But like we're married or something. I
1: also want to tell you personally, there uh, is a time and place for secrets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you can't answer my questions. And I hate that part. Yeah. That does happen. I'll ask questions and I get furious. (laughs) You can't answer them.
1: This is very true. I get
0: mad. I I like to know when I ask though.
1: This is uh this was not one of those times to be secretive yeah that correct you, like we said do a quick complete investigation and get the word out yeah um if it i will there uh, we talked about conspiracy theories and i love talking about conspiracy theories mm-hmm. uh but a lot of them are, are take a bit of truth and then try to run with it mm-hmm. it's fun but i don't think that's where the conversation should go if though it does come out that this was some ploy to get equipment to Ukraine without congressional approval. It's a different conversation that we need oh, to have. Oh,
0: that is like it. Like, shouldn't Congress have should have had like a secret session or something to, or exactly. maybe they did approve it, but they're making it seem like Congress didn't approve it.
1: Maybe, and and we have something. an intelligence oversight Look committee. Look at
0: us speculating. Look at us speculating. Look at us. And we just said that um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> these are
1: speculations. So yeah, none of we're, this just, they, we're just we're
0: we're just, you know, context clues and just
1: assuming and we'll, things. Like you talked about tabling. This is a conversation for another We have to table another time. Okay.
0: We'll, okay. If the
1: facts point in that direction, you will hear it on this podcast. You will
0: hear about it here. That was probably terrible. not first. <laughs> I was trying to put on my best newscaster voice and it didn't work. Anyways, yeah.
1: <laughs> you did a well, good job.
0: Um, I think that we have reached a perfect segue into the final geopolitical story of the week. This is probably the domestic story of the year so far, and I hate it and I want it to end, (laughs) and that is the debt ceiling debate and the possibility of the U.S. defaulting on its debt. Um, There is a lot of noise within the media about the impacts of a possible default. Can you talk about what you think the effects on national security could be and can you tell our listeners about whether or not the U.S. has ever defaulted on debt before?
1: So, I'll start with the last part of it because um, I've seen a lot of debate on whether or not the there whether or not the U.S. has ever defaulted, or if this is some unprecedented moment that should never be allowed to happen. Lots of fact checking going on, arguments back and forth, and the it's so dumb. Because it all hinges on the wording used. We have way too many lawyers in the Mm -hmm. government and the media. Trying
0: to find those loopholes and that fancy language to where nobody understands what they're talking
1: about. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. we're going to break it down right here because we're not lawyers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to break it down the way we understand it.
1: Yeah. Let's Uh, word it that way because,
0: (laughs) to be honest, I mean, hopefully we're we're wording this correctly but maybe not i don't know
1: if you're a lawyer and you're listening tell me where i'm wrong i do want to hear that
0: yeah for sure oh my gosh that would be great
1: yes uh so has the as the u.s that the united states ever defaulted on debts owed Mm -hmm. and the simple answer is yes the it's it they've done it four times for various reasons now Hmm. where we get into wording the flip side of the argument hinges on the current situation. Has the U.S. ever defaulted on its debts due to failure to raise the debt ceiling? That's never happened. So, I know I wanted to get into, you know, the national security implications, mm-hmm. but I hate—we we don't know the effects a default is going to have. We, so you
0: can't listen to all those people who are postulating and— no
1: no one okay. knows yeah you know there there's and and we've put out you know we put out a report that it's going to affect it could affect the military mhm you know soldiers' born social get security paid, social security we, and money mili- is the most important national security thing right if you if you mess with someone's money they're going to get angry
0: right we know <laughs> yes so <laughs>
1: We don't know the effects. Um, we we do know there's going to be negative impacts to this, and so bringing the national security thing into it, China's making a move right now to devalue the dollar. Default yeah. on debts is going to in, it, it's going to increase. It's going to increase the timeline on devaluing yeah. the dollar. Yeah. Uh, this Make is it not- more
0: possible. That it'll yeah. happen.
1: And, and not being on one side or the other, this mm-hmm. is not the best time in history. If no. you're a politician listening, I'm going to say it to you very softly. Okay. So I'm not talking at you, I'm talking to you. Okay. This is not the best time in history to test what impacts a default is going to have on the United States.
0: Do you think that's what they're trying to
1: do? I, I don't know. I know that's what China wants.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously I can't tell what they you want.
1: what politicians within the United States want with yeah. this. I can't. Okay. I don't yeah. know.
0: Well, I appreciate you being honest. You didn't try to make something up. You know, like a lot of like all of the analysts and stuff that are putting out all these articles saying this is going to happen. This is going to mm-hmm. be impacted. We're going to all burn like <laughs> So, I appreciate you being honest. You don't actually know what's going to happen.
1: We're not really here for fear-mongering. That's not why we do this. We do this for the opposite.
0: Trying to give you as much information as possible. Giving our opinions, but still hoping you formulate your own opinions. Definitely. So, I mean, that's very interesting. And that debate seems to be continuing with what looks like June 1st being a possible default date. So, if that happens, next week will be a very interesting, maybe (laughs) sad episode.
1: (laughs) Could be very sad. It could have what we could be not talking about Russia, Ukraine at all. Just one topic.
0: Yeah, we're just going to be like, come on, guys, get it together. There are so many things hinging on this. Literally everything is hinging on this. So, um,. Is there anything else that you would like to discuss with our listeners this week?
1: Now we are... I think we're over time this week. Sorry, guys.
0: Well, thank you for listening to our humble, independent geopolitical podcast. We hope that you found it informative and engaging. And as we mentioned at the start of this episode, if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please let us know. And if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, follow us on Instagram at Oakland Analytics.
1: Sienna, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in a couple seconds after this. <laughs> and until next week, as I always say, please stay safe out there.